Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Today we're talking about the topic of whether your degree really matters. And we're not talking about whether you should get a degree, so I just want to be clear on that. But so many of us, as we progress in our careers, get stuck in this, here's what I have a degree in, and I should be trying to find a job in that degree. And so we just want to talk about how much does that matter, right? Are things changing? And I think it's an important aspect of the generational changes too, as people are really starting to question what is important? How does my degree play into that job that I want to get or to that job shift I want to make? So that's going to be our topic for today. And I'm so glad to have Risa Shear here. She is the podcast of Colombian Influence. She's She hosts that podcast and it's an amazing story that I'll let her share. Um, but she's also a younger generation individual <laughs> that has kind of gone through this on, on the degree side and what that translates to and what if I have bigger dreams than my degree, right? right and what right. does that mean and what do I do? So I'm excited to have this conversation because I think it's going to be impactful for so many people. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being yeah, here. Yeah, happy to be here. So I'd love you to start like we always do with just your journey, right? Tell sure. us what that jungle gym looks like because for most of us that's yeah. right, what it actually <laughs> looks like. It's not the career ladder, it's the jungle gym. So, yeah. so tell us a little bit about your journey. Uh, well, basically, I you know I grew up in Northfield, so college town. So four-year college was kind of always in the plan. My dad was a professor, so it was. Oh yeah, I was sure gonna go plan. to college. <laughs> <laughs> so originally, I was looking into schools for music um, and theater and things like that. I was kind of also looking into maybe going into fashion, but Concordia St. Paul was where I ended up going. Um, that ended up having a really, really great music department. My original plan was music education. Shortly after that, in freshman year of college, I was just getting a lot of roles in theater, and I was like, this is such a good place to do this. So I decided to change into doing primarily performance. You know, music and theater performance were gonna be my majors. So that kind of got uh, officially set, I think in like sophomore year of college. Finished out college, it was a very, very busy time. Uh, Lots to do, and my last semester was super busy. Um, And actually in my last semester of college, that was when, you know, everybody's looking for jobs. I was applying for internships. One of the first ones that I applied to was the Disney College Program. Mm -hmm. So that I vividly remember the dates. (laughs) Like it was, uh, I think about like February 10th or so that I applied. That was, I think, a Tuesday. (laughs) And then that Friday, I ended up doing the online kind of questionnaire to kind of Mm -hmm. they get a vibe on you and everything. And then with a couple days after that, they gave me a notice that they wanted a phone interview. And then February 28th, I don't know why, but this date has always like come back around every year and it's always had good things happen. So I'm always like, all right, this is my holiday. I'm deciding (laughs) my career success holiday. Mm -hmm. Um, So on February 28th, my um, second semester of senior year of college, it was the day of my senior recital for my music performance major. And within 15 minutes of sitting in my uh, script analysis class, I made the dumb mistake of checking my email. And sitting there, I got the news that I'd gotten accepted into the college program. And immediately was like, I don't have to look for jobs anymore. This is where I'm going. Like, I'm not going to say no. Is this a full-time thing or it's their internship summer thing? It's technically what the, the way that it is, is that it's, if you're in college at the time, you can get like college credit, you can do yep. a class, yep. but it is a full-time job. Oh, so you're cool. basically working in the parks as a cast member, yep. 
but you can get college credit. Housing is kind of taken care of, so you don't have to just be looking for an apartment. Yeah. Um, and I ended up doing a class my first semester there. So I did something with uh, the um, entertainment production, yeah. which was very, cool. very eye-opening. It was so cool to learn from such a large entity of yeah. something that's so important. Uh, so I ended up being there from August of 2014 to May of 2015. I ended up extending. And my position there was in attractions, which a lot of people were just like, oh, so you're going to go, you know, press a button. Yeah, just start the ride. You know, and yeah. like, and the other people are just like, oh, you're going to do like a food cart, you know, selling yeah. corn dogs. I'm like, no, I am not. <laughs> um, I actually got really lucky. I got to be in Epcot at the, the Seas with Nemo and Friends and Turtle Talk. So basically with that, it's like you get to do, you know, the normal like running a ride kind of thing. But Turtle Talk is a show. It's actually the number two rated show of all of Disney mm-hmm. World. Been there many and, times. Oh, yeah. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. That show makes me so happy. But so we got to like host that. And that was a really cool surprise because a lot of people were like assuming I was going to be a character, like a yep. princess or something. And yep. a lot of people know I would more likely be a Disney villain than a yeah. princess. That's not my personality. I don't have the princess parts either. <laughs> no, I don't have this, that kind of sparkle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I got to do that for, you know, a good eight, nine months. And then uh, I decided to come back just because there wasn't a specific avenue I wanted to go. I kind of missed home. Um, so I ended up working for the next school year at a traveling theater company. So that was Climb Theater based in the Twin Cities. They go around to schools, you know, teaching uh, with theater. And then at the end, it was teaching classes about like drugs and everything and doing a show on that. So that was like middle school, mm-hmm. high school that I really enjoyed. But that was a really, really big year as far as my own discovery Mm -hmm. because originally you know I'd gone into music and theater thinking I'm going to pursue being a performer that year of traveling was so much I I remember I got a cold probably in the first couple months and then I had like a six month sinus infection and it was just so hard and then on your body yeah hard it was it was tough and also just like thinking about finding more jobs after that and finding you know figuring out money Mm -hmm. and all of that so then I ended up going over, you know, doing kind of like more of the day job, customer service, yeah. totally intending on trying to do theater elsewhere, like yeah. at night or on the side. Yeah, as a second side gig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That ended up kind of just not happening. I did one show and then it was like my entire life up to this point was the slow burn to make me just just so tired of yeah. doing. And I mean, it wasn't that I was tired of the process. It was just like... You didn't have the same passion for it. I didn't. It kind yeah. of, and it just like, it, I didn't have the same reasons behind it. Like I tried a local choir, but like when you're just rehearsing, you don't get to know people. It's yeah. not as easy as a college choir where you're like seeing each other all the time. Yeah. So it's a completely different atmosphere. I was just like, you know, I'm just, that's just not what I'm feeling right now. I think this is such an important message for people to hear too, because the guilt that comes yes. along with oh it, and gosh. that's what we're going to talk about today, is that guilt is just like, but I should still be mm-hmm. doing it because I paid for all this college and I have all this experience. And but, mm-hmm. but if you don't want to anymore, so many people stay in it because they think they should. Right. Right. Like that's the rules, society rules. Like you just do that and you just keep doing it and you mm-hmm. trudge. You know, you push through. 
when if the passion isn't there anymore, you're not doing yourself any good and you're mm -hmm. not doing other people any right. good either. Right, exactly. That's kind of where I ended up and it was just kind of dwindling. And I realized just recently my last show was, I think, about five years ago, wow. which is nuts. Like since then, I've done a little bit of music things here and there myself, but it was really just trying to like hone in on what my actual passions were. Yes. So about two years ago, I got my job at my current company. I work in travel. We do um, group travel for uh, mostly for groups and like a, like alumni associations going on luxury cruises. Uh, so started there because I my love for travel kind of got sparked by working at Disney, of course, like doing mm -hmm. travel and hospitality. Yep. So it's like what's so using cool it. yeah exactly what's yeah. what i love so much about that experience looking back is that it got to keep my spark going with the entertainment and keep that familiarity that i had already yep. transitioning to a new found passion that was like i've always loved to travel i've traveled my whole life with my family it was very important for my parents to make sure we were doing that yep. and so it kind of just like merged those two things and made it seem like these can go hand in hand because they have already. And it's just like, it kind of just like led me there. And it's like, I really, I like being able to talk to people from different places and, yep. you know, talk about the passion of travel and learn about new things. So you're just applying it in a different way. And that's right. what I want to dive. I, that is a question that I have for you. And I want to dive in because I think mm -hmm. people do feel like it's, it, it's too binary sometimes. I think there is gray and there's areas to sure. kind of use it in different ways. Yeah. So before we dive into that topic... I want to have you share what you think is a superpower mm -hmm. that you have that's kind of helped you up until this point, right? Navigate everything that you've had to navigate. I would say for me, it is, I guess, kind of just the combination of my ability for sensitivity, but also to be an outgoing like individual where I'm personable and everything, but... And that's kind of what we're trying to hone in on with our podcast is having the sensitivity to talk about tough subjects, but also being able to talk about it comfortably. Like, I feel like there's always when Not I'm in shying times, away from it, exactly. but also doing it in a way that's vulnerable. Exactly. And, yeah. Know, I would yeah. say those, the combination of those two I things for me is what opens people up to, you know, feeling comfortable around me in different situations. That's fantastic. And I want to, I want you to share at the end, we'll share more yeah, about the podcast. For sure. I think it's really impactful too, is kind of the message and, and what you're trying to do with that. Um, so diving back into the topic and it's kind of what you started to talk about is, you know, so many of us deal with that, that I need to find a career. I need to find a job in that thing. I got my degree in and at some point in our careers, and I don't think right out of college, I think mm -hmm. it is, you probably should get a job close to that if you can, because you have to kind of figure it out. But mm -hmm. you get to a certain point in your careers, and we see this in our coaching clients, where the actual skills you learned in your degree can apply to so many different things, like jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not just a, like a one-way kind mm -hmm. of thing. And so how have you seen that apply? You were kind of starting to talk about how you take those skills that you learned mm -hmm. and are applying them in your current job and potentially future jobs that you look for, right? How did you yeah. take that passion and how do you see it apply? Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, I think a lot of people forget that in college, it's not just your degree, it's your college experience. Totally. So I was working in admissions through college. I was a yeah. tour guide. And I mean, so was I. oh, that, it's so much fun. Yeah, like yeah. it was 
you know, such a fun time because the tour guides were all people from different groups. So, like, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have known each other, been such close friends yep. had we not. But, like, my last day there, a couple coworkers and I that, again, probably wouldn't have been friends otherwise, we went out for ice cream together so that they could have, like, one last day with me. And it was amazing. Yep. Like, yep. so it's kind of, again, just kind of being able to connect with people. That was something that was really important and being able to um, inform people with it kind of seeming more conversational, you know, rather than it just being very informative. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves for. So for me, it was mostly just like taking that college experience and having the ability to show myself in a upbeat, positive kind of way is just like, that's kind of how I go into everything. And part of that comes from the people that I spent time with Obviously, theater experience makes people pretty well-spoken, so it's not like that's something that I have to constantly think about. It's generally, you know, comes pretty naturally by this point. Uh, And then just, like, the people that I knew were just, I don't know, they were just, they made everything so comfortable as far as being able to be vulnerable. And so it's like, that's something that I want other people to feel. So it's like all of those kinds of things put together and all of those little experiences here and there and traveling during college, you know, all of that put together at, you know, between 18 to 21, now being 27 is like, that's the package. Like, that is the package that's deal that's kind of come out. Yeah, yeah. to kind of what your passions are now, right? right? Mm-hmm. And they're continuing to evolve. Exactly. Too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I just had this conversation with somebody this morning that I, you know, I think your passion, it's okay. Your passions evolve. Mm-hmm. Right as you go along, it doesn't have to just be one thing. It can it can change, which I think right. can be kind of hard for, especially people who did pursue. At least for me, like you said, the guilt with music and theater, where you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a working artist. I'm going to do this 100 percent of the time. You feel guilty for just not feeling like you want that anymore. And it's not mm-hmm. that you feel like you can't do it. It's just that. It doesn't have it the doesn't, same spark. No. And it's and I think that's so hard for a lot of it people. Because it totally it's is. not giving up. That's the hardest part. I feel like it's a failure. They're a failure if they don't yes. stay, stick to it. Yeah, exactly. And that's and totally so how I feel. And yeah. do. Mm-hmm. They stick to it too long. Yeah. And they're, they're the ones mm-hmm. that are burnt out. They don't love their job. Right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're in this cycle because they don't feel like they can break out of it. Right. Um. I'm curious generationally, right, mm-hmm. to share just kind of your generation, your friends, and, and what they're kind of how they're feeling about this. Because I do believe we, we talk about passion, purpose, mm-hmm. and I think people are searching for that at a much earlier age than I yeah. did, than the boomers did, mm-hmm. right? I'm a Gen Xer, and I, we just got a job. Yeah. And it was great. I mean, I loved my experience, but I wasn't searching for my purpose sure. until I reached like 35. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, there's got to be more than this. I feel like your generation, and you probably don't even, she's looking at me like, like, you're insane. You didn't do that till 35. That's just, But but you guys just assume, like, you don't realize many of us, the older generations, we just, we didn't have that influence. Sure. Right? We didn't have people telling us to find your purpose, right? And try to kind of figure out how to do that more. Right. Um, what are you kind of seeing in your generation in terms of that purpose and passion and, and people stepping out and almost being more courageous, I see, to step out into the unknown? Yeah, I would say it's kind of twofold. Like, the first thing that I think about with a lot of my my coworkers, there's a lot of girls that I work with that got this really good job in customer service without a degree whatsoever. Interesting. And I'm like, 
okay, well, <laughs> I guess I got this for something. But And I've been moving my way up in my current job, doing really well. And, you know, a lot of people didn't even need that to do that. Yeah. So I think a lot of millennials um, and a lot of my friends, we kind of feel duped in a way because it used to be like, you need a four-year degree. You have to do this to do this and to, the, to do this. And now a lot of places are like, Go to trade school. Do community college first. See what you want later. Don't rush into it. And we're like, oh, my gosh, we just did this. And we just yeah. went to the grind for a long time. And now, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like there's that. And then on the flip side of things, obviously, social media is huge now. And I feel like if you just kind of want to think about it visually, I feel like we, with every single post about someone finding their purpose and it being so sunshiny and rainbows all the time i feel like we just get pushed to the edge of a cliff just little by little just being like where's your purpose find it find it find it like nudge like nudge almost nudge like a pressure to it's find a huge it pressure and i feel like there is a huge problem with people not finding like or you know feeling like they haven't found their passion and they're and getting somehow. so downtrodden way more than before Gosh. by seeing only the success which yeah. you obviously want to celebrate your friend's success and I think a lot of people that maybe, like my co-host and I, we have different friends on different sides of things that don't know the other person. I could see a person from the other side seeing one of us and saying, oh, they just, they found this. They figured it out. Yeah. But we have, we're still, we, this it's took forever. It's never figured out. It's never some. figured out, yeah, first like, of all. Right? It's just an evolution. Right. It's just a constant, you're asking different questions of yourself, of other people. Right. You know, that's a, I, I love that you're sharing this and thank you. It's a very different perspective because um, for, you know, those of us Gen Xers and, and, you know, boomers that are listening, it's, we feel like we're in this life stage where all of a sudden we're trying to find our purpose mm-hmm. and we're probably putting that pressure on because I'm like <laughs> celebrating that I'm finally like in my zone, mm-hmm. right? I'm in that like, and it's taken me a long time to get there. And so you are probably seeing that, but it's also adding the pressure. And I think that's a right. unique perspective that I, we did a podcast on this that you don't need to know it. Mm-hmm. You need to be always looking for it. Right. Just right. You need to be curious and you need to be trying different things, whether that's mm-hmm. in your career or personally. Exactly. To, to just say, do I love this? Does this give me energy right now? And mm-hmm. don't worry about if it gives you energy forever. Mm-hmm. It needs to give you energy right now. Right. Right. And you just need to keep moving. You need to keep learning. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's more of the message than do you have a purpose? For sure. It's, Which I mean, everyone does. It's just that it's not all perfectly timed every single moment and like you said it's with people finding that later on like how you guys kind of seem to be finding that around the same time whereas we feel like it's supposed to happen now you know we do I always try to remind my friends it's like it doesn't happen right away and I you know you mention and you see all those things online about certain famous people that didn't hit their stride till later or they didn't have a degree which that almost hurts more because you're like but I did this (laughs) (laughs) I thought I earned this by now But yeah, there is just kind of like a mix of those different types of pressures. And then it kind of just warps your own personal pressures on yourself. And it makes it so much harder because that's where the biggest pressure is going to come from is from yourself. So with all of these influence, it's just kind of like beating you down because you're putting that much more weight on it. You are. And that's really the whole reason I started this podcast two years ago was that we, I was talking to so many business leaders and coaching clients and 
they were this whole comparison thing, right? Social media was Ooh, sure. was making them believe that my success is what they should strive for, or I, someone else's success and what they're seeing on the highlight reel mm-hmm. is what success really is. When really success is what you define it as, for sure. And in you know that next increment, it's not the end of the finish line of the race. It's what's that next step. And so I wanted this podcast to be a place where people come together and say like, oh, okay, that's what their journey was to success and what they struggled with along the way. And just kind of shift our paradigm on some of these beliefs Mm -hmm, and rules that aren't true. Mm -hmm. They're just things that we've kind of made up along the way or that we've believed because of what's around us. And I think we have to start breaking some of those rules. Oh, for sure. Some of the beliefs that are out there. Yeah. So I love that. I also think the time that we're in right now with a lot of people facing potential job changes, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is what it is. And, and we have clients that are going through it right now and it's not where they want to be, And but it's it's real, is what advice would you give someone your age or even older, right? That's going through that right now. That's going, I've always done, I've always been an accountant. I mean, I always pick on accountants because it's just a, <laughs> such a clear path, sure. right? Like this is what we do. but. I, I want to do something different, right? Like, is now that if they have that opportunity, is now the time to look at that? I mean, I would say in those kinds of situations, it's, it's like taking the good, even the small sliver of good from a bad situation. Like my current boss, she said that she was talking to her friend who lives in Seattle, which right now is a really mm-hmm. scary place to be. And she was saying how 2019 was a really hard year, but 2020 is just starting to blow up for I mean generally for everyone for yes. the most part and her her friend was like well looking back then maybe 2019 wasn't so bad mm-hmm. and it's like looking at the past exactly and it's because yeah. I have a lot of friends that said that like we all had I don't know it's a very weird coming of age time for us that are kind of in our mid to late 20s it's a yeah. very weird time for us in our careers and our like relationships and our families there's just a yeah. lot going on and I think it's now is the time to focus on perspective because it's, you know, when I'm thinking about my current job and the fact that things are shifting and changing, mm-hmm. I've just been trying to remember I can focus more time on just my own mental health and yes. just making sure that I'm not wasting away that time that I've been asking for. Because yeah. that's what I think a lot yeah. of people are People have been asking for this time, you know, and I think a lot of people should take advantage of that time, you know, and then just kind of make sure to focus on using it efficiently and also just kind of thinking ahead into the future because, nope, there's not really much movement right now anyway. Now is the best time to be making decisions about making a change. It's funny you said that. I just recorded a podcast that it will be released. not sure exactly when, but um, what is this preparing you for? Oh, yeah. And I don't think it's just now. I think it's in life as things sure. happen that maybe we didn't plan on, right? Mm-hmm. The feel uneasy is taking that perspective of this has to be preparing me for something else. Yes. And it, it's a mindset thing, right? And when you're really down in it, it kind of kind of feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But really think about through your entire life, the things that have felt really hard. And then uh, looking back at those, you're like, oh my gosh, if that hadn't happened, this wouldn't have happened. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, you said, perspective, right? Allowing ourselves to take a step back and saying, we're going to get through this. We always have, Mm -hmm. right? As a society, as individuals, we are going to figure it out. Now's the time to double down on yourself. Right. Right? Right. Learn, do whatever you can. 
change your perspective, meditate, whatever it's going to take, but mm-hmm. double down on you because right now that's kind of what we can do. For sure. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the fact that this is the first big global issue that has immediately and really, really affected me as an adult. And I'm yeah. thinking just like with my friends and millennials, it's like, this is our first go at it. That's really scary because this is big. Like, this is a huge well, This is bigger change. than people that are 80 have never seen something exactly. like this. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, guys, so put it down. in perspective. Right. It's like, seatbelts, everyone. You know, yeah. it's just, I don't know. It just feels like a lot. But I'm also thinking, what else could come after this that would be that much harder? Like, which, knock on wood, hopefully nothing yeah. worse. But, but how it's, does this make us resilient for exactly. other Exactly. And I think hopefully it can bring some other changes that have been needing to happen in our society anyway. Like, I know a lot of things with the environment have been improved already. Yes. Like, Isn't in Venice, things are, like, the canals, like, everything with that has just been so much better. And I think the world just needed a pause anyway. It's and I think so, that's the big benefit is just take the pause. Everyone needs to take the pause. You know what's so fast? You talk about Venice. So I was there in September. Oh, wow. And first time I had been there. And it's kind of stinky. Yeah. Right? I mean, and it's gross. It's very romanticized. It The water's gross. Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, you don't even really want to go down near it. No. And I just read this morning that the water is blue and you can see yes. fish yeah. in Venice. And I'm like, holy moly. Mm-hmm. Because there's... 100,000 boats a day going through these, right, with engines and diesel or whatever. It is completely changed. So, yes, horrible in Italy right now. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to minimize what's going on, but... Holy they have moly. mentioned in a lot of places the environmental impact has it's kind of to- it, Seattle. It's totally oh changed gosh. the smog oh levels gosh, and the yes. air quality, mm-hmm. and because people aren't going out, people aren't driving as much. So, you're right that there is, and I love that your generation stereotyping, but your generation <laughs> is seeing the positive in a lot of this to say it is the start of a change mm-hmm. that we needed to make as right. a society, right? Globally, and it's opening people's eyes to. It was not all gone. You right. know, when Venice wasn't too far gone in mm-hmm. terms of water quality because we just saw that the earth will peel itself. Right. Right? If we allow it to. Yeah. And I think that's a really important message. Like, that gives me goosebumps. I think it's an important message for everyone to hear that yeah. it is a silver lining in the suck that's happening right now. Yeah. I don't. It just, it just doesn't do any harm to find a silver lining. You know what no. I mean? Like For our own mental health, you have to. Yeah. You absolutely have to. So I would like you to talk a little bit about your podcast, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll make sure and provide the links and all that. But I'd love you to just talk about the journey and kind of the purpose yeah. of the podcast, because I think it is really important. Um, I think it's just a great story. I'd love people to hear it. Yeah, for sure. So um, our podcast is called Colombian Influence. Uh, we started it, I think, back in October was kind of when we got things going and started recording and figuring out how one does a podcast. That was an interesting day. You might need to let me know because I'm still not really an expert at it. It is there. Oh my gosh. It is so complicated. I was sitting there at my computer for like six hours one day being like, what's an RSS feed? I don't even know what that is. Like, how do you make one? What is this? Ah, it's It was such a whirlwind, but it really just went back to, um, I guess, rewinding a couple of years. Uh, at my current job, my coworker, Erica and I, um, she was, she's the trainer there for the guest interaction team. And when I started, it was almost exactly about a year ago, uh, that I started there. And within about four days of working together, 
you know, we're making small talks. Erica and I are very similar. We're both pretty outgoing, but still down to business. So like in between things, she was just kind of making small talk and asking like, have you traveled outside of the country before? I was like, oh yeah, I've done a lot of travel. I was also born outside the country. And she was like, oh my gosh, so was I. I was like, oh yeah, I was adopted. She was like, so was I. I'm like, from Colombia. And she said, so was I. And we figured out we were both from Bogota, Colombia, and not only just the same city, but the same orphanage in Bogota. I'm like goosebumps from head to toe. I know. Like, Every time I talk about it, I just get like how... shivers. I know. And it's like, because that kind of thing doesn't happen. There's so much, there's so little relation that adult adoptees feel in general. And this was like the biggest most amazing and we don't use the word coincidence anymore because we learned from a interviewee synchronicity which is kind of a coincidence for a reason which i love and um so we figure that out on like i said just a few days within meeting each other so like we've had that bond from the beginning and it's just been it's been amazing to have that support and just to be like you know we're you know, Colombians living in Minnesota, like Midwestern, but Colombian. So it's like, we always talk about those kind of cultural things. Yeah. 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 So basically it was just back this fall. Um, I was just having a really hard time with it for some reason. Like, I don't even know what triggered it necessarily. There was a couple articles that I had read that were very eye-opening, some things I'd never thought about, which can be a dangerous territory when Mm -hmm. it comes to mental health. When you put it from a different perspective, sometimes it sends you down a spiral. So I was kind of in that place and I was like, I feel like I have nothing. I don't have anything to go to. Like every time that, I don't know if normal people do this, but sometimes when I'm sad and I just need to let it happen, I make sure to kind of trigger it by watching a certain movie or something to just let the cry out, you know, have a good cry. Yes. And sometimes it's like it needs to be related to this topic or not. At the time, it was like, I want to watch a documentary about this and just like, Mm -hmm. you know, cry it out. There is nothing. Like, there's a handful of documentaries maybe out there that you can find about adoption, a lot of which do not apply to us. A lot of them are based on the situational adoptions in China, for obvious reasons, because that Mm -hmm. was, you know, a very big phenomenon that, you know, was newsworthy in a lot more senses at the time. So there's a lot of things, like, with that, but there's not any... Like, you don't go on Netflix and see a featured docu-series about something like the way you would with um, maybe the pay gap or with uh, immigrants or any sort of racism. There isn't anything. And this topic is something that ties in all of those. Because there's race components, there's gender components, there's economic components, there's class components, there's everything that comes together with this one topic and we have we feel just like a hidden society in a way and there's no really good reason for it no it's not, there's it's really a, not. It's not a taboo topic in any way i, would, I mean i would Do disagree think... we feel like it is really it like coming from someone who is adopted like that's kind of why we wanted to address it like and it is less so now because there are there is more acceptance especially when it comes to race in yeah. you know mixed yeah. families but it just it the Tension in the air feels very taboo. Wow. To us anyway. So it's so like that was the reason for the podcast. That's really the reason for the podcast. And I was just like, we need a resource. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts lately and yep. I love them. Like a good podcast is the highlight of my feel day. For your soul. Exactly. Yeah. It can yeah. just be like the highlight of my day when you find something really good. And I'm like, I think you and I have 
the capability to be a really good podcast. Like she and I are very similar, but we're also very different. Yeah. Erica's very technical and, you know, logically driven it seems and then I have a lot of the you know creative emotion. and emotion right, yeah. kind of stuff and yeah. we're both very emotional when it comes to this topic of course but it's like we have those two different strengths and I've heard people say that when they've listened to it that with our interviews we do kind of have those different sides yeah so it's like it's kind of just like the perfect Which people team. it makes you relatable Exactly. That's really what it is. It right. makes it feel authentic and it makes mm-hmm. it relatable, relatable, which is the number one success factor for podcasts. Right. Is exactly. people have to feel like it's not overproduced mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, it's it's not meant for that. It's mm-hmm. meant to be vulnerable and authentic. Exactly. And to drive a different conversation. So I love that. So how can people, okay, so it's called Colombian Influence. Yes. Um, they can get it on all of the major... Yeah, pretty much all the major platforms. Make sure it's spelled C-O-L-O, not C-O-L-U. Columbia, the country, is C-O-L-O. So that can sometimes trip people up when trying to find us. Uh, But Colombian Influence, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify. And then we're hosted on our website, Pinecast, which is basically just our... um, you know, where our feed lives yeah. online. So you can also I'll, find it we'll there. We'll make sure and include that link. So yeah. if you provide me that link, I'll make sure everybody has the specific yeah. link right to online. For sure. So and then we can... also are very active on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we did a live video about a, um, or a live Facebook thing about a month ago. So What's we're wanting Instagram? to do more Colombian influence, influence also. Okay. Okay. Yep. So you can find us where you have a purple logo, so you can't miss us. Hopefully you'll be able to find us everywhere. But Definitely follow us. We like to ask questions and try to get more feedback from people to see what they want to find out about, too. Yeah. And I love this because, and I know the podcast is it's not just for people that, yes, oh, yeah. it's for people that have been adopted or in this situation. I, I think it's just for people that, who are curious and who want mm-hmm. to support other people or just who are curious, right, about oh, the for world sure. and about someone yeah. else's journey. So I also think that it's good in your variety of podcasts you listen to is it can't be all business and it can't mm-hmm. be all this. It, you want to expand. And that's why I think your podcast is fantastic for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I think we uh, it definitely hasn't even been just for adoptees, which yeah. is so great. Like we've had a lot of people say, I never realized this or this or this about certain topics about it. Yes. And it's finally giving us a good healthy way to vocalize how we feel about our lives yeah because it's never been something that's been laid out for us mm-hmm. like personally just me and erica when it comes to that it's you know we're kind of giving ourselves the platform we're like here's our platform you guys can listen and we've been very successful with finding you know people it's, to listen and learning new things and it's as a pot someone who does a podcast i'm guessing you guys are the same thing is we have a microphone in front of us but selfishly it's for you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so much of like when I have people on here, I, and I just say it, it's, I'm doing this because I want to hear this, and then everybody else, I got a microphone so that everybody else can hear it too, mm-hmm. right? And so I think for a really authentic podcaster, mm-hmm. it is that selfish, like I'm bringing topics that I think are really important and that I'm hearing other people talk about because I want to hear them, right? And I want to be part well, of that. Well, and I think with like with that, what Erica and I have been feeling lately just with the success, it's like we finally get to turn around the... I don't know, we we were kind of talking about like finding your purpose and your passion. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of uh, people in our shoes have kind of something missing and we're not really sure what it is. And that's kind of a lot of issues with that whole emotional path and everything. And this is such a great way that we've been able to use our creativity and our, Mm -hmm. you know, want to meet people and tell their stories and filling that 
in a way that doesn't revolve around us like doing a huge lifestyle change or something like that where people are doing things having to do with their personal journey and like their roots and everything like that this is taking all of it kind of scrambling it up and putting it in a a different way yep i love it Mm -hmm. thank you for being here yeah thank you for having me thank you for your vulnerability and the discussion i I just knew it was going to be something that's so important to people not just during these times but Mm -hmm. but just in general and um as always, to the community, you know, subscribing, giving us ratings and reviews on this helps us so much because it allows us to understand what topics really matter to you right now, right? What do you want to hear more about? And and as always, make sure that today and every day you're focusing on your own superpowers and how they're going to help you get through whatever you're dealing with. And, and Lord knows right now we're dealing with a lot, but just making sure that you're using them to help you get through these times. Thanks, everyone. Thanks so much for listening.